yeah, life is a little tougher for attractive nuns. Episode 165, Tipitaka, Part 97, in which I will be reciting from the Vinaya Pitaka, uh, Bikuni Vibanga, Sangha di Sessa, number 5 and 6. We'll see if it goes beyond 6, but I'm definitely going to record at least 5 and 6. So, what does all that mean? For the people who just tuned in, um, basically, I'm reading uh, early Buddhism, pre-sectarian early Buddhism, the rules. So it's like the boring part that everybody says you should skip. I'm reading it, every word translated into English, because as far as I'm aware, nobody has ever done this. So you're welcome. Um, if that doesn't sound interesting to you, um, check back in uh, a year or so. We'll be done with the Vinaya Pitaka and we'll move into the actual teachings of Lord Buddha in early Buddhism. Um, but for today, specifically, Bhikkhuni Vibhanga means, well, it means nun analysis, but it basically means the rules for the nuns because it's the analysis of the rules. And... Uh, Sangha di Sessa, Sangha might sound familiar. Di Sessa uh, basically means a formal meeting. So if you've ever gotten in trouble, maybe in school, uh, there was like level one where, well, depending on the school, you might get slapped by a ruler or told to go stand in the corner for a period of time or, or you have to wait outside the classroom. Somehow that's a punishment. I guess in front of the other kids, it's a punishment. Uh, but then... If it's a formal meeting, that means you had to go to see the principal and then the principal or the headmaster, whatever, or headmistress, head person, called your parents, guardians, you know, and they have to come in and everybody's going to sit together and talk about what you did. So that's like a formal meeting. You're not quite expelled from the school. There's some of these rules like killing people where you get kicked out. You're no longer a nun, or in the case of monks, you're no longer a monk. So this is right below that. Big rules that aren't quite as big as the main big rules, right? So in this case, uh, they have to have a formal meeting and talk about what you did, and then you go back to level one of your you know, progress as a nun. And then uh, quite often it mentions you're sent away but it doesn't provide any clarification. So, um, so there's still nuns. It's, you're not being defrocked, but you're, you have a formal meeting involving being sent away. So that's something that's not really clear to me. If it's clear to you, please comment below. Um, and maybe it'll clarify itself later. And uh, so that's what we're doing here today. If this is your first time seeing me though, I would suggest clicking here. That will take you to the beginning of the Tipitaka playlist. 
Let's start with Tibitaka part one, rather than part, what was it, 97. Our special guest today, White Tara, also known as Yeshidawa, which roughly means wisdom full moon. She has seven eyes. She has the usual three, right? Plus on the hands and feet. And she's in full lotus. Green Tara is depicted uh, with one foot out of lotus position, like she's ready to get up. So if she, anybody needs help, then she runs to help them. <clears throat> but uh, White, White Tara is much deeper in meditation. So we try not to disturb her too much. But um, she's agreed to be our guest today, since we're talking about nuns. All right. Uh, do you have any questions before we begin? Wait a minute. I can't hear you. What am I talking about? This isn't like Zoom or something. This is a recorded video. Silly me. All right. Let us begin. Formal meeting. Sangha di Sessa 5. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now at that time, the nun Sundari Nanda was beautiful, good to look upon, charming. This never ends well. People, having seen the nun Sudari, Sundari Nanda in the refectory, were filled with desire, parentheses and, and parentheses, gave the very best meals to the nun Sundari Nanda, who was filled with desire. The nun was filled with desire. Okay, all right. The nun Sundari Nanda ate as much as she pleased. Other nuns did not obtain as much as expected. Those who were modest nuns, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the lady Sundari Nanda, filled with desire, having different type of desire than the people giving her the food, I assume, uh, having accepted with her own hand from the hand of a man who is filled with desire, solid food, soft food, eat it, partake of it, and, quote, three dots. <clears throat> is it true? As is said, monks, is the Lord talking, that the nun Sundari Nanda, filled with desire, three dots, ate it, partook of it, and, quote, quote, it is true, Lord, and, quote, the enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, How, monks, can the nun Sundari Nanda, filled with desire, having accepted with her own hand three dots, solid food or soft food, eat it, partake of it? It is not, monks, for pleasing those who are not, parentheses yet, and parentheses pleased, three dots, and thus, monks, Three dots, this rule of training. Whatever nun filled with desire, having accepted 
with her own hand from the hand of a man who is filled with desire, solid food or soft food should eat it or partake of it, that nun also has fallen into a matter that is an offense at once, entailing a formal meeting of the order beings involving being sent away. Brief sidebar. So it's not that she ate more than the other nuns. It's that she accepted food while feeling desire for the food from the hand of a man and that man's hand was attached to a man that was filled with desire for her. So if you're an attractive nun, you should only receive food from children, heterosexual women, homosexual men, horses, um, or, or never be hungry, never desire the food. So if you don't ever desire food, you can get away with being an attractive nun. But if you're an attractive nun and sometimes you desire food, then according to this rule, you will inevitably, inevitably uh, break this rule and have to be sent away. Am I wrong? I mean, that's... Just what it says here. Anyway, <clears throat> at the end of the proclamations... Oh, wait. Did I skip something? Uh, yes, I think I did. All right. Whatever means... Three dots. We did it last time. You remember? None means... Three dots. Filled with desire means... Infatuated. Full of desire. Physically in love with. Now I'm a little confused. Was the nun that was receiving the food? Okay, so she was filled with desire for the man. I guess it wasn't clear. Uh, I mean, it just said she was full of desire. She might have been looking at one of the other nuns. You know, I don't know. It's the 90s. Wait, it's neither the 90s nor was it the 90s then. Never mind. You know what I mean. So if she's interested in the man that's giving her food and the man's interested in her and he's like, well, give you a little extra. It doesn't matter whether he gives her a little extra or not because that's not in the actual rule, just in the example that led to the rule. If he gives her food, if she takes it from his hand and they're both like, hey, then that, you've broken the rule. I guess, I guess so you don't have to be desiring the food. All right. Filled with desire means infatuated, full of desire, physically in love with. See, it's there twice. Exact words, no variation. So once for the man, once for the nun. Or was the nun... I forget which one it listed as being full of desire first, but... Nonetheless, moving on. Man means a human man. Not a yaka. Not a departed not an animal. He is learned, competent to be infatuated. Competent to be infatuated. Show me, show me in this world, a human male older than the age of 12 who is so uneducated 
that he lacks the ability to become infatuated. Maybe he doesn't call it infatuated. All right, that's my little commentary. <clears throat> Solid food means having set aside the five parentheses kinds of and parentheses meals, parentheses and and parentheses water for cleansing the teeth. The rest is called solid food. All right, so, ow. sorry. Soft food means the five kinds, parentheses, of, and parentheses, meals. Kanji, barley meal, food made with flour, fish, and meat. If thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, she accepts there is a grave offense. For every mouthful, there is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Is it being sent away regarding being sent away? Yes. Right. Uh-huh. She also means she is so-called in reference to the former. Offense at once means, three dots, we covered that last time, remember? If she accepts water for cleansing the teeth, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If one is filled with desire, parentheses, and, and parentheses, she accepts thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, there is an offense of wrongdoing. For every mouthful, there is a grave of if one of them is full of desire, but not the other. Okay. If she accepts water for cleansing the teeth, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If both are filled with desire, parentheses, and, and parentheses, thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote. She accepts from the hand of a yaka, or a departed one, or of a eunuch, or of an animal in human form, there is an offensive wrongdoing. For every mouthful, there is a grave offense. If she accepts water for cleansing the teeth, there is an offense of wrongdoing. So if it's a dead person or an animal pretending to be human and the nun and whatever being that is other than a human male who's educated enough to be infatuated, if they're both experiencing desire and she accepts food from them um, and eats it, it's a grave offense, but not a formal meeting. Still shouldn't do it, even if it's a demon, right? If one is filled with desire, parentheses, and she accepts thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, there is an offensive wrongdoing. Hmm. For every mouthful, there is an offensive wrong. Doing. If she accepts water for cleansing the teeth, there is an offensive wrongdoing. So that seemed to be exactly the same as that first paragraph, except wrongdoing was downgraded to great, I mean, grave offense was downgraded to wrongdoing. So I think this is a follow up of the if it's a human, if it's an animal pretending to be human, if it's a departed one, if it's a demon uh, in human form, but only one of them is experiencing desire and she accepts food from it, then it's a wrongdoing, right? If they're both experiencing desire, it's a grave offense. And if it's a human male, 
you're out of here, but you're still a nun. It's a formal meeting involving being sent away, right? There is no offense if neither comes to be filled with desire. So a nun can accept food from a man if neither of them are filled with desire. And how do you know? The gossiping other nuns. But it has to be confirmed by asking her, and she has to speak the truth. And she says, yes, I was experiencing desire. Then what do they ask the man? I don't know. Okay. Well, these are the rules. They don't explain. Maybe Buddha Gosa in a thousand years will explain. There is no offense, oh, right, if neither is uh, filled with desire, if she accepts knowing, quote, he is not filled with desire. But what if she is? If she is mad, <clears throat> if she is the first wrongdoer. Hmm. Did we learn anything from that? Anything useful? Uh... Well, if you're planning on being a Theravadan nun, then that's useful. Otherwise, See, that's the thing with reading these, is that people say you can skip it because you only have a certain amount of time. And many people, you know, work a lot and all this sort of thing. And they, this much, I, I'm, I'm interested in maybe putting this much energy into learning about Buddhism. So people say, okay, okay, skip this part. And, uh, you know, this is the part. But for the rest of you, We'll keep reading. <laughs> Formal meeting, Sangha di Sessa, six. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now at that time, the nun Sundari Nanda was beautiful, good to look upon, charming. Yes, we all know the nun Sundari Nanda, right? People, having seen the nun Sundarinanda in the refectory, were filled with desire, parentheses, and, and parentheses, gave the very best meals to the nun Sundarinanda. This all sounds very familiar so far. The nun Sundarinanda, being scrupulous, did not accept. The nun immediately following her spoke thus to the nun Sundari Nanda, quote, Why do you, lady, not accept? End quote. That's what she sounded like. What can you do? Quote, He is filled with desire, lady. End quote. Quote, But are you, lady, filled with desire? End quote. Quote, I am not filled with desire. End quote. Quote, what can this man, whether he is filled with desire or not filled with desire, do to you, lady, since you are not filled with desire? Ah, don't answer that, please. Please, lady, eat or partake of the solid food or the soft food which this man is giving to you, you having accepted it with your own hand. End quote. Those who were modest nuns. All right. What do you think is the rule that's going to be established? Who broke a rule? Was it Sundari Nanda? Of course, because she's good to look upon, right? Or was it the other nun? 
who forced her to eat what the desirous man was handing to her. What do you think? I don't know either. I have no idea. Let's find out. <clears throat> Those who were modest nuns, three dots, spread it about saying, quote, how can this nun speak thus? Quote within quotes, what can this man, three dots, please, lady, eat, partake of three dots, having accepted it with your own hand, end quote within quotes, end quote, three dots. Oh, thank goodness. So that other lady was like, go ahead and break the rule. All right. Quote, is it true, as is said, monks, that a nun spoke thus, quote within quotes, what can this man three dots, please, lady, eat or partake of three dots, having accepted it with your own hand, end quote, within quotes, end quote, quote, it is true, Lord, end quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how monks can a nun speak thus, quote, within quotes, what can this man three dots, please, lady, eat or partake of three dots? Having accepted it with your own hand, end quote, then quote, question mark. Uh -huh. It is not, monks, for pleasing those who are not, parentheses yet and parentheses pleased, three dots, this rule of training. Whatever none should speak thus, quote, within quotes, what can this man, whether he is filled with desire or not filled with desire, do to you, lady, since you are not filled with desire? I mean, this is me talking, I'm not reading from it. I think, yeah, any, anyone who, who says that in any context needs a, to be knocked over the head at the very least. Because men filled with desire can do things to women whether the woman is full of desire or not. That's just math. All right, continuing. Please, lady, eat or partake of the solid food or the soft food which this man is giving to you, you having accepted it with your own hand, end quote, then quotes. That nun also has fallen into a matter that is an offense at once, entailing a formal meeting of the order involving being sent away. Sorry. Um, end quote. Whatever means three dots. None means three dots should speak thus, quote within quotes, what can this man three dots with your own hand, and quote within quotes, parentheses, and, and parentheses, instigates her, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If at her bidding she accepts thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, there is an offensive wrongdoing. For every mouthful there is a grave offense. At the end of the meal there is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. So, if so, who's in trouble? Is the nun who who's breaking the same rule that she that, that was written for her? Is she breaking the rule if she eats it, or is only the person who? Okay, I'll just keep reading. Comment below if you know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. She also means she is so called in reference to the former. Offense at once means three dots. Therefore, again, it is called an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. Right? <clears throat> we did the flashback last time. If she instigates her saying, quote, accept water for cleansing the teeth, end quote, there is an offensive wrongdoing. 
If at her bidding she accepts, thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, the water for cleansing the teeth, you'll eat it, partake of it? All right. Sounds yummy, I guess. Hopefully it's, never mind. There is an offense of wrongdoing. If one is filled with desire, parentheses, and, and parentheses, she instigates her, saying, quote, eat or partake of solid food or soft food from the hand of a yaka or a departed one or of a eunuch or of an animal in human form, end quote, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If at her bidding she accepts thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, there is an offensive wrongdoing. For every mouthful there is an offensive wrong. But Lord, when Sister and I were walking down the street, it was a desirous demon and or eunuch who offered us food and we took it. Oh, okay, no need to have a formal meeting. It's just a wrong dude. All right. If at her bidding she accepts thinking I will eat, I will partake of, there is an offensive wrongdoing. For every mouthful there is an offensive wrongdoing. At the end of the meal, there is a grave offense. What if the meal is only one mouthful? Sorry. If she instigates her, saying, quote, except water for cleansing the teeth, end quote, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If at her bidding she accepts, thinking, quote, I will eat, I will partake of, end quote, there is an offense of wrongdoing. There is no offense if she instigates her, knowing that he is not filled with desire. If she instigates her, thinking, quote, being angry, she does not accept, end quote. If she instigates her thinking, quote, she does not accept out of compassion for a family, end quote. If she is mad, if she is the first wrongdoer. Well, there you have it. Um, life must have been and must continue to be very difficult for um, nuns in Theravadan orders who are attractive to the men in their community. Now that may vary from place to place. Like 500 years ago, women with very high foreheads were seen as more attractive. In certain cultures, being very heavy is seen as more attractive because you know wealth can support a family, that kind of thing. Um, these days, if you get your, your picture on the cover of Vogue, you're considered more attractive. Uh, so it varies from, from culture to culture, from century to century. But generally speaking, uh, yeah, life is a little tougher for attractive nuns. All right. Um, so thank you uh, to our special guest, White Tara, for being our guest today. And... Uh, to all you attractive nuns out there, uh, don't accept food from men. And um, yeah, okay, I guess that's it. Do you have any questions, any comments? Feel free to comment below. Some of these are more interesting than others. Um, so, you know, tune in next time because you never know. Some of these might be like, what? What? This was sort of like, hmm. All right. Um, Okay, so first, cheers, and now I will do the closing. You hear the train? It's our very nice noise pollution here in South Dakota. Not even really pollution.
it's so much quieter here. Did you have you noticed these past few episodes? So much quieter than the old ones in Delhi. I'm just waiting for the train to go by. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.